Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money for my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match with you great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I use Anchor in a simple matter. I take my podcast episodes, edit them in Premiere, upload them to Anchor and schedule them and set my tags and my description, all that good stuff. Just sit back and let it distribute to all the platforms. It's very simple and very easy to use and very user-friendly. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and a diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. With all that life throws at you, sometimes it's hard to have that creative output or to Mm -hmm. make things you want to make and just so value the people that uh, take the time to do that and put that work out there. Hey guys, it's Wednesday and you already know where it is. A new episode of Chasing the Frame today. I am with my first ever family member on Chasing the Frame. First cousin once removed, Sarah Keeling. Sarah, how are you today? Hi, good. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. I really can't complain. Thank you for joining me on the podcast. Thanks for having me on. Okay. So before uh, we start, I just want to say thank you to everyone who's listening and thank you for the people that listen to Pat- on Patreon who are supporters and thank you for the people that don't listen and um, that don't pay to Patreon as well, donate, I mean. And remember, if you are a Patreon member, we have three different tiers to let you listen to the podcast from three days to a week early. So you can even listen to next week's, next week's podcast today. And if you were on that top tier, you could have listened to this podcast last week. So that's pretty dope. So who? let's get ready. Let's get to it. Who's ready to chase frames today? So Sarah, where are you from originally? I'm originally from Arizona. Okay. That's where I grew up. Nice. And then uh, where did you go from there? Now, where are you? I'm currently living in New York, um, and before that, I was in uh, Pittsburgh. Oh, okay, interesting. So, what was the first? Yeah. What was the first movie, TV show that really got sparked your interest to get into the um, where you are today? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> I think it was uh, in college, taking a. Um, I worked more in a documentary mm-hmm. film. Um, and took a class in college where I, I went to art school, but yeah. a class that was kind of a uh, documentary storytelling. And it was the first time that, uh, I was really interested in kind of, um, video art and that kind of realm, but then took this class that was documentary storytelling and, uh, was introduced to, um, kind of a host of, uh, documentaries that really kind of straddled the line between art and journalism. And, uh, that kind of opened up the door and, uh, um, things kind of went from there. Just found that I was really interested in, in that way of working. Oh, interesting. And now, um, the viewers don't know, or listeners, I should say, don't know what you, um, major, what did you major in in college? You major, you didn't major in video, right? Well, kind of, it was called electronic okay. and time-based media. So oh. it was very broad, <laughs> but did, yeah, did a, a lot of kind of, uh, ancillary stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, definitely covered a video, video, uh, 
I don't want to say production because that sounds very like film school oriented, yeah. but I feel like after kind of had an introduction and then after college kind of uh, took it on my own to get a little bit more of a formal training, but a lot of it was uh, somewhat self-taught. Yeah, that's why I feel like colleges they teach, mm. teach you by the books, and then they're like, "Go do whatever," and then you go on like a set or something like that, and you learn like totally different things that they're like, "Wait, I thought this is how it works." Totally, yeah, yeah. No, that's how it was for me. Yeah. So when did because I I when I met you because um, we we never met each other until we were, I was like in what eighteen and you were I don't remember uh, sixteen or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but I know you, you were painting and stuff like that. So when did you transfer from painting and piano and all that stuff to that electronic, um, electronic based media? Yeah. Again, in college, it was really just being, having that exposure to mm-hmm. different ways of making. I think I was always kind of, uh, had a creative, uh, bent or just really enjoyed kind of, um, yeah, artistic things. Um, but then in college it was just open to so many, yeah. um, different avenues of, pursuing that um did a lot of uh kind of like computer arts um and i think that that just kind of segued um i, I really like the i think for me like video art was a way that it felt so immersive and mm-hmm. I, I liked that there was that storytelling or kind of like some narrative element yeah. to it that um yeah that i just kind of drew me in more than i, I think i could do that via painting or drawing um i think you definitely can but just for me personally um that's what kind of got me yeah. interested in that direction yeah who is do you have a favorite video artist oh uh duncan campbell has been someone that i really have been enjoying uh oh. his work he uh based in scotland um and again it's kind of someone that borders like uh art world documentary um but does a lot of work with um uh past kind of political uh stories or but uh, takes an interesting kind of experimental spin on them I uh, check out. a lot of archival oh yeah yeah i'll definitely I'll check them out <laughs> yeah no send me links definitely and i'll put them in the show notes too um because like i, I don't, awesome. yeah because i don't really know i mean i know video art because i went to you know Rutgers and like i was in that video art program kind of in the bachelor of in the mm-hmm. visual art program i mean and then like the video concentration was mainly uh video art you know i learned about like bill, bill viola and Tony Ausler. Yeah. yeah, I love Bill Viola's work. I tell people about B- Bill Viola all the time when I talk like video. <laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah no, he's great. Yeah, like especially uh, Reflecting Pool is my favorite. Like, uh, I mean, I, I know it's cl- cl- cliche of Bill Viola piece, but Reflecting Pool is still like the best thing ever. I agree. Yeah. I love that one. <laughs> uh, you ever listen to Tony? Uh, see Tony Ausler's work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, his work's great too. And then um, there's also like you know. Uh, Oh my God. McCoy's, uh, Kevin and Jen McCoy, I believe, uh, they do some interesting stuff. They did a whole catalog of Starsky, Starsky and Hutch, where they like cataloged every, like, you know, every fight, every left punch, every car chase, like was one of their <laughs> thing. Um, who else? Oh my God. I'm like bringing back memories of college now. <laughs> oh. Totally. <laughs> Um, well, I have to stop links. I don't know the the last one. I would oh, love to see that. Okay, I, I had to find it because I kind of did a, a project based on them too, like where I did like every street, every avenue, every like house. So it was like like a catalog in that in that format. Um, yeah. Oh my god, who's another one? That Numjin Pike, the the Godfather, basically a video art in that regard. If I'm not, if that's mm-hmm. the name. Uh, who else was another? Oh my god, I'm blank blanking on my video art. <laughs> I mean, I knew people. <laughs> you ever watch that? Aunt? I know. I'm kind of. The Ant Farm video about like the JFK thing, where they like reenacted JFK's assassination. I think it's Ant oh. Farm. Have you ever seen that one? No, I don't think so. Oh my gosh. No, for some reason that's kind of familiar, but I, yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Also, my one teacher showed us a lot of Devo videos because that's video art at the time, apparently. That's some like interesting mm-hmm. video. I'm like, what the, how's this video art? What the fuck? I'm like, what the hell's going on here? I'm so confused. <laughs> and then you appreciate it so, as, as you get older too. Yeah. Did you? Did you? I hope I have. Oh. What are you saying? Oh, sorry. sorry. No, I was, what, what were you saying? Oh, there is a there is a title called. I think I, I hope I have the right title. I think it's called like Heavy Metal Parking Lot. Yeah. Um, but it was just this like project of these people going out with a camcorder and uh, a microphone attached to it. We're just interviewing people that were like, um, wow, like tailgating before a heavy metal concert. It was just this really funny kind of like survey of the moment of this population. Oh my God, that's awesome. Oh, that one. (laughs) (laughs) That's so awesome. I kind of want to see this now. (laughs) Um, so what was the atmosphere like in that? Um, cause you went, you said Pittsburgh, right? So what was, uh, the college in Pittsburgh? You pit, uh, Car- uh, you said, I think it was Carnegie Mellon. Uh, what's, what was yeah, the one? Yeah. The, what was it? Oh, I went to Carnegie Mellon. Okay. I was just trying to give people like, you know, context is I don't know that I don't want to be like, I know where you went, but like, let me you know, give examples of where the colleges <laughs> are. So, um, what was the atmosphere of the art scene like in Carnegie Mellon? Like what was that pit or Pittsburgh atmosphere of art in that scene? The oh, scene? it was awesome. Yeah. Um, Pittsburgh was also kind of in, I feel like when I, I first started there, Pittsburgh um, was in this place of kind of developing, but there were also a ton of uh, buildings or storefronts that were vacant. And a lot of the landlords were uh, very open to people coming in and doing pop-up things or just kind of using the space because it was just sitting there. Um, I feel like once you got insurance sorted that um, they were very open to you coming in and using the space. So the, the college is, the college experience itself was um, wonderful, but I think also just that larger city, it was um, a great place to be in um, at that moment to mm-hmm. just really have uh, the ability to, to try new ideas. And uh, I think there's, there's a really supportive arts community there. Like you could put something on and a lot of people would be interested in, in coming out and just kind of checking out what everyone was up to. Um, it was a a lot of creative energy going on there. That's awesome. And, and still today too. Yeah. Do you go back to Pittsburgh when you can or? All the time. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. How, far, how, far New, how far New York from Pittsburgh? Like six hours, something like that? Or is that from New Jersey? Six, seven hours. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Have you ever been to Permanente Brothers? We get into tangents here. Of course. Okay. I had to ask. Have you been to Permanente Brothers? No, I've never been to Pittsburgh actually. <gasps> you gotta come. I know. I know. I don't like the cold though. So that's why I moved out West. Uh, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. So, what, what was the? Um, I mean, I guess I mean it's different kind of because you you grew up in Arizona and like and then you went to college in Pittsburgh. But I guess there's I mean the art the arts you're not really into the art scene. I guess or I don't know how to explain this, but the art scene in Arizona compared to Pittsburgh is probably like you know night and day. Yeah, and I guess even going back now, I feel like there's um, there is a great art scene in Arizona. And when I go back to the holidays now, I'm kind of getting more. Um, uh, in touch with it or, or what's going on. But I think it was something that I just didn't know how to access the, mm. the kind of contemporary art scene or younger uh, art scene when I was there. I think I, I just, yeah, wasn't quite sure what to look for. Yeah. Um, but as I, I started doing more work myself or kind of learning about that. Um, but yeah, no, it's, um, both are different, but I think yeah, Arizona's got a lot going on too. Um, it, but I'm still kind of discovering it. <laughs> does you feel like Arizona's growing, or like is it like you know? Have you every time you go back, it's growing in a sense? Yeah, yeah. I guess it's hard for me to say because I, I it's always just like one visit a year. That's but, true. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. How about in Las Vegas? I feel like Las Vegas has a a cool art scene going on. I, I kind of. 
you know, it's. I mean, I don't. I'm not into the. I don't see the art scene as much. I mean, more the film. In the film community, it's different. It's like a really weird, mm. like, um, it's small, insular, but there's a lot of clicks from what me and my guests are, you know, saying about it. Because we always have a discussion about the film community out in Vegas. Because we want to try to get down to the root of like what the pros and the cons are, and then like what can we do to, you know, reach that next level. But there's always there's always something like we're we're kissing the glass, but we're not really breaking the glass. And, you know, I'm, okay. I'm trying to figure out how can we break the glass or maybe maybe I'm just seeing the wrong things because I just want to learn and I'm curious cat and that nature. So, I mean, you know, that's why I'm always asking people about the communities and that's why, I was, that's why I'm asking about the Pittsburgh community. That's why I'm asking about the Arizona community that you're seeing as well and then we'll get to the New York's community uh, later on. Mm. So, my other question to you is how did you get to New York? <laughs> uh, by way of uh, this awesome uh, nonprofit called Union Docs. Mm-hmm. Um, they're based in Williamsburg, uh, and I moved here to do a year long fellowship with them, um, where they bring together 12 people at six, uh, international students, six people, um, from the U S and you make, uh, collaborative documentaries together. And as a group, we made eight. Oh, wow. Um, and there was a lot of fun. Everyone, like you work on maybe like two to three, um, individually, but all as a group and kind of mix around. Um, but it was. Again, another one that we kind of, um, Union Docs is really good about bridging people that are very much more so from like a film background, some people that are from journalism and want to come into something that involves, um, more video or people like myself that were coming from more of an art background, but really interested in in documentary. But that also, I mean, that Um, helps you too. I moved for that. Oh, sorry. I I was just saying it helps you with that mesh of people too. Like that mesh of people coming together is like beautiful. Mm -hmm. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah. No, not at all. No, it's, yeah, it's great people from all those different skill sets. Uh, definitely made a lot of the films um, a lot richer for mm. it. So you were saying before I cut you off, I apologize again. Oh, no, no worries. Um, I moved for that, and then I never left. I kind of didn't know if I was going to stay when I, when I came to do the program, and then uh, a little bit in, I was just like, no, I think, I think I'm going to stay for a while. <laughs> so, what, uh, so what are you doing? Are you do, still doing a fellowship? Do you reapply, or is it just an actual job now at Union, Doc, or Union Docs? Uh, so that ended and then um, went out oh. and, and found work. So right now I'm um, at a production company called Loki Films, um, okay. working on a project that's just coming to a close. But I was working on um, a feature doc uh, directed by um, a director by the name of Hannah Olsen. Cool. Um, we'll, we'll, shuff, we'll shuffle back to union, the union docs real quick. So what did you do on that? Did you edit? Did you like go out and shoot interviews? You did everything of everything or... Kind of a little bit of everything. That was part of the collaborative nature. They um, uh, broke down more so traditional uh, forms of like everyone, you know, has kind of maybe or stick to one area that they're, they're working in. Everyone kind of worked in different areas. So um, on one of the projects, I was, um, I guess on both the projects, I was a co-director, um, but then was also involved in editing and was mm-hmm. doing sound recording. And um, also everyone does a little producing too. Yeah. Um, but yeah. What was your favorite part of that? What what of the uh you know directing, producing, sound editing, uh, or sound work? Uh, you know editing in general. What was your favorite part of doing that? Um, I think probably directing, producing. I I like editing too, but um, yeah, I, I, just the being in the field and getting to work with um, people in person. Um, really love that part. I find it really energizing. Uh, what was the one of the, one of the projects you worked on? What was what was it about? Um, we 
uh, met this awesome lady named Cassandra Bromfield. Mm-hmm. Um, to do in our research, it was a, it's a project called Into My Life, um, which later, uh, it were now it's on, um, uh, POV online. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I worked with co-director or my co-directors, Grace Remington and Ivana Hutsikova. Um, and so we, we set out kind of to do a slightly different project about this, um, co-op building that was in Williamsburg, um, and met Cassandra through that. She's been a tenant there. Uh, she grew up there and, and now took over the lease. Um, but she's lived there, uh, her whole life. And, uh, when she was growing up, she and her mother, uh, documented, uh, their lives and that their community on eight millimeter film. Oh, wow. Um, and so the story is, um, about their re- relationship between mother and daughter and then the importance of, um, self-documentation and representation and, uh, kind of follows the story of their relationship and through their footage. And when we met Cassandra, uh, it was kind of a first interview. Um, uh, we were focusing more so on the co-op building, mm-hmm. um, but everything she kept saying was circulating between, you know, her experience between her and her mother. And at the end of the interview, she told us, she was like, well, I have all this film. And she's like, you know, cause we, you know, we were filming all yeah. the time. She's like, do you want to look at it? And we were like, we would love to, if that's okay with you. And it kind of went from there. And then we went away and watched, watched the films and then came back to her. And we're like, we, we'd really like to just make the story about you with the films and about your mother. And her line has always been like, if you think that's interesting. Um, <laughs> but we, we really thought it was. She's an amazing storyteller and a, a wonderful lady too. Um, so that was, that was the film. And uh, it, it went on to some festivals. And oh, we nice. were really, I think, um, surprised by the, the life um that the the short took on from that um were really humbled by it yeah um but yeah yeah did you have to develop any of that film or was it all developed already like how what was the process of working with all that stuff like did you have to digitize it and all that all that jazz wait say the last part of that again did you have to did did i can't speak digitize the um film for me uh for obviously for for online to you know edit on like a uh, premiere or something like that or did you have to like also did you have to like develop it too or something like that? Was it like freshly developed film that was sitting there or was it undeveloped? We were really lucky in that way. Cassandra for a while, she had been slowly digitizing the films because oh. um, she, <laughs> she has been working with them and editing himself or her, the films herself. Um, uh, Cause she really has been continuing on her mother's legacy and, and yeah. uh, wants to preserve them. So she, she handed us a hard drive. So in that way we, I, we were very fortunate as far as um, being able to, dive in yeah. um but <laughs> yes. more so on the the current project i'm on now i, I also love working with archival mm-hmm. um and the current project i'm on now we've been doing a lot of um working with you know getting the film digitized and oh yeah um but that's a, a whole other area too oh yeah <laughs> what, what was that like i never i never did that myself i never had the pleasure of like digitizing film or anything of that nature so I'm like always curious. I'm like so curious. I'm like, what? What? How's that work? What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I'm not an expert by any means. I've just yeah. been I've been learning more about working with these companies just to to have the films preserved. But it's such an important part. I feel like um, it is so important to keep these these films uh, yeah. alive and around. And um, yeah, but no, it's but yeah, I'm glad we we can do it. But it, it sounds like just of a you know, you can do a scanner. Yeah. Some places I think will project the films and then record the projected oh, interesting. Uh, image as a way to do it. But I, the scan is, I, I think better, but again, no, no expert here. <laughs> I feel like, I mean, I feel like projecting it and then filming it would, Oh, I mean, maybe projecting it onto like another film. I don't know. How, I mean, I don't know. What you're, I don't projecting onto another film or just projecting it in general and then filming the projection. <laughs> Cause I'm like, wait, no. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, that's like one way to do it. I, I don't think you get the, you definitely don't get the highest uh, yeah. quality image that way. No. Scan is scan is much better, but yeah, some some places will, will have, do have that. Have you ever seen the documentary Side by Side? No. Oh, it's it's great. It's about film versus digital. And they kind of talk about that yeah. at the end, like what they're going to do, because like film lasts like, you know, so many years, but the digital mm-hmm. at like scanning it all and bring it into like hard drives and stuff like that, hard drives die. So they're trying to figure out like, mm-hmm. well, what do we do basically at the end of the movie? It's like, well, do we go back to film then? Cause like film lasts so many years and shit like that. So they're trying to, it's a very, I haven't watched it in a while. So you have to, if you watch it, there's a whole discussion about that at the end where they're discussing like what they don't know what the, the preservation is going to be like anymore. That yeah, stuff. So oh no, that's interesting. It's very interesting. Keanu Reeves is actually the, uh, the 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 documentarian, basically, who is in the film. Oh, cool! Yeah, it's really good. I highly, highly recommend. I'm gonna check that out. Thank yeah, you. You're welcome. Um, so, how then? How'd you get? How'd you get on this project? This new one that you're on, and you're, are you still in Brooklyn, or are you in the city now? Are you in Queens, Bronx? Are you are you still still in uh, Brooklyn? Still in Brooklyn. Um, the the way I got on this project was uh, through the director. I was mm. working as a research assistant um, on uh, the PBS series uh, Finding Your Roots, um, and uh, met uh, Hannah through that. She's the the series producer, um, and this was a, a personal project that she was developing at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, went on from there. She um, asked me if I wanted to get involved, and I couldn't say no. It sounded like an awesome um, opportunity. Mm. Uh, what, how's, how's that year been like besides scanning and stuff like that what, ha, what else has gone on in, that, in this year of doing it or you know so many months well it's going to be probably a year yeah. by the time we release this yeah um, it's been a, a mix of a bunch of different stuff um, a lot of investigative research which has been really fun mm. um, and uh, of course like shoot prep and whatnot. Um, I've been doing a ton of archival research of uh, maybe like 30% of the film is archival mm-hmm. um, that has been doing kind of a, a, a deep dive um, as far as like research or just into um, medical and scientific archives. And um, it's been, it's been a, a fun uh, trail to kind of follow the story. Um, and then also um, worked uh, as the assistant editor for a little bit too um, and helping uh, organize media or whatnot. Um, but so it's been fun kind of being able to be involved in a bunch of different parts of the project mm-hmm. and see it develop through so many, uh, so many of the different stages. Um, yeah. I joined on, uh, like right when, um, principal photography was beginning. Oh, nice. Um, and now we're, we're coming to a close. So it's been fun to see the, the full arc. Nice. What was, have you learned a lot through that archival footage? Cause I feel like if you're just watching stuff and like picking and you have to pick out stuff, I'm guessing too when you're doing the archival stuff, because it's like, I guess, are they looking for specific things? Like, how's that work? Like, what, what is it like, whatever you find best for the story? Or is it like, hey, I'm looking for this, this, and this? Yeah, it's kind of a mix of, of both. We mm. developed kind of a robust library, kind of started out with, you know, the broad topics we knew that we would want some footage in. And I feel like in the beginning, it was something I, I worked closely with the director on and, you know, kind of got a sense of, yeah. uh, a style or whatnot she's looking for. And we we would both pull things, um, but would develop the library. And then as as it goes, then once they started editing, um, things got a little more specific. You could be like, oh, you know, the shot isn't working, or you want something a little bit more like this. So yeah. go back and keep researching and find new materials. But 
Love the hunt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, here's a question for you too about that. Like, have you ever like have you ever told you like, hey, we're trying to look for this because we think it would bring the story like you know add more to the story, but like something like that never happened or it's not as robust as what they thought it would be. So do they do you guys pivot or do you guys like? How's that work? If any, like you're like, I'm looking for like, you know, I don't know what your movie's about, but I'll use an example. Like, so and so killed Gary, and Gary, like, we need that archival footage from the news when you know so and so killed Gary, but that never actually happened, or you know, or like the something's wrong, or I don't know how. To, I'm probably not explaining it correctly, but is there any like, mm. you know, what I mean, is there anything that happens where it's like we need this? This isn't, isn't there. We have to pivot our story. Has anything pivoted in the story, or has it has been very like consistent? I think on, on this project, we've, we've been pretty fortunate with um, being able to, to find the material that uh, we needed or were after, or um, even if it maybe wasn't exactly what we were looking for, it, it led us in another direction um, that um, that ended up uh, kind of working out. Um, but I know what you mean. And a lot of times, too, I feel like when I, if I feel like I, I hit a wall with something, it's... Mm-hmm or like, Oh, I don't think this exists. It's like step away for a minute and I'll come back. And there's been a few times where I feel like I've gotten lucky where I feel like, Oh, I don't know if this exists or like to yeah. find it or get access to it. Um, and then coming back with fresh eyes, you're like, Oh no, actually like I got it. Yeah. Um, so that's always fun too. And you can be like, wait, no, it cracked it. <laughs> I got it. It's like that. Yes, we did it. Eureka moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then on to the next one. Yeah. yeah. And then you're like, damn it. Now I gotta find this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going home. But, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just a two on your side. I feel like I, I, a lot of this project, I've been reaching out to news stations a lot, which yeah. is, I mean, an amazing resource for a lot of this footage. But I also feel like maybe, I feel like the priority of news stations isn't to really, you know, be an archival source. But I don't know. I'd be interested on like the other end of that. Um, how that. Hmm. If it's kind of if the news stations like also you know or like I think we archive stuff at our news station that I work at I I, I believe our second floor has like a bunch of tapes with archival stuff and I've seen stuff archived around as well as stuff mm-hmm. I think archived in hard drives too I'm I'm again I don't really know much about like our whole process of that stuff and a lot of this mm-hmm. stuff I think a lot of the also a lot of the stories if you like look at a lot of the stuff we've done in the, I don't know how many years but like last year they have like everyone's story on like YouTube as well too you know what i mean so it's archived on youtube as well not the rough mm. like not the raw footage and all that stuff or like i guess the show i i don't know how to exp- i don't know maybe i i i i think they archive the shows but like i guess mm. if you think about it like archiving the like a reporter story is going to be on youtube in that regard you that know what is, i mean yeah so i yeah. don't know ex- i can't give you a good answer i'm sorry no so um what was I going to say to you? Oh, uh, what was it? I blanked out for a second. But, um, oh, yes. What was it like assistant editing? Like, it's just organizing, organizing, organizing? Do you do rough I cuts, I mean, too? a lot of that definitely. Just to make sure it was it was easy for um, for the editor to work with and find the material. Um, also did a lot of um, uh, going through... Trans- I, I guess that was more of, like, the writing part of as mm. the story was developing. It was like, oh, you know, we're looking for this line or if someone said, you know, this or in this way, or just looking for information. Um, uh, so was able to go through and, and assist in that way of finding, you know, pulling, um, lines or, yeah. you know, g- gathering like some options and sending them over. 
um, to be selected or whatnot. Um, and I guess along with the archival vein too, that was a way that I, I was uh, assisting too, was to just kind of go through and, and pick shots that, you yeah. know, I, I thought would work well and send a bunch of selections. So, um, that part was really fun to feel kind of creatively involved in that way or get, you know, get yeah. To, and plus, you yeah, like you said, you, you did the archive, so you should know everything. Your your mind is basically a an archive itself of knowing where everything is, too. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what What do you know? Um, oh my god, what uh, editing software did you guys use when you uh, did the edit for that? Did you guys use Avid or Premiere, Final Cut? We were on Premiere. Oh, okay, because I was gonna say like um, an Avid. I don't know if you know this, but there's a thing called Sip, S- Script Sync. And basically, it lines up your script with the shots that you have and how you logged it and stuff like that. So I was just curious if you guys use that uh, method. But Premiere is awesome. I use Premiere all the time. <laughs> so no yeah, knock on Premiere. Yeah, we're using another software to kind of uh, mirror the script sync mm-hmm. uh, tool. But it, it 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 worked. But yeah, I think the Avid for that way. Up. Yeah. Just, you, yeah, probably a little bit more robust. Uh, so can you tell us what the project's about? Or is it under lock and key still? Um, maybe a little bit under lock and key. I okay. don't know how much I can say. Yet. No, that's totally understandable. I don't want to get you in trouble. Also, <laughs> if if it if I mean, I, your your episode does come out in like Marchish or April, actually April. So I don't. Ah, okay. So I don't. Yeah, I don't know if you're be still allowed to say anything. So I don't want to still uh, get you in trouble. So if you're playing the fifth, it's understandable. All right, maybe I'll, I'll plead the fifth just to stay safe. Okay, good. But, <laughs> um, so what what are your plans for the next after you're done with this project? Um, is a good question. Uh, I have some, I feel like working on this uh, feature film has been awesome, but it's also been uh, very time-consuming. So any um, projects for shorts that I had in mind uh, of doing have kind of been put on hold. So I feel yeah. like I'm going to try to do a little bit of that and then um, also just, um, have you started the process of looking for um, uh, other work in documentaries um, and doing some of that, but would love to, you know, keep continuing in that way. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Did, um, are you going to, are you going to still do documentaries or are you playing on with your shorts, like documentaries or like you're going to do a short film or like narrative work or experimental, anything of that nature? What, what kind of shorts do you have kind of thinking about? Yeah, I think definitely a documentary probably, Always a little experimental in nature, <laughs> if I have my say. Yeah. <laughs> Always a little experimental. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so are you going to stay in New York then, or are you going to just, um, go, what are you going to do? Are you gonna stay in New York, or no? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think stay in New York. I really like the documentary community mm-hmm. um, in New York. There's a, um, there's a lot going on, and yeah. I think... Um, yeah, I just feel like uh, after moving and getting selling in, it's still um, kind of tapping into the, the community and uh, uh, seeing about more and more what's going on. Union Docs is definitely an awesome way to, to land and be introduced to a, um, that community. But um, yeah, I feel like uh, definitely staying same foot for now. Not mm. sure for super long term, but yeah, um, yeah for the immediate future. Um, nice. Stay in New York and yeah. Have you ever thought about going to LA or just, you know, no? I, I'm, I don't have a good answer to that. Yeah, I mean, um, I, yeah. I think, um, I was, I was talking to a friend about that and I feel like I need to go and visit LA as an adult cause I've always been <laughs> as a kid with my parents and it was like not, not a fair, uh, <laughs> uh, judge of the city, but I am definitely open to it. And, um, 
through, I was also um, involved in a, a fellowship at a IFP here in New York, and mm. they were bringing filmmakers together um, from across the country and was talking to other documentarians that were based in LA. I'm definitely interested. Um, but yeah, maybe, maybe in the future, I might. I would definitely be curious to, to, to learn yeah. more about. Um, yeah. I, you know, I've read yourself. Um, I don't. I, I have oh, no idea. Uh, um, I, this, this, honestly, this is. I like Vegas because it's a good hub. Like you know, what I mean, it's it's cheaper to live. I can just go out to LA if I need to, in that in that nature. If anything happens, um, like yeah. if, I, if I'm continually working in LA, then maybe. But like, I'd have to try figure out the cost per living compared to what I'm working for and stuff like that as well. So it's a lot mm-hmm. of variables and a lot of factors in that in that regard. Um, well, I was mm-hmm. gonna ask. Also, is um, going back to Union Docs. I totally forgot to ask you, what was the application process like? Did you have to send a resume? Or, I mean, not a resume, a reel as well as a resume, or what was that whole process um, like? Oh, I'm thinking back. It was definitely it was a written application, mm-hmm. and I think we had to send in a few different work samples. I yeah. think they did a mix of photography and um, some like short uh, video projects I had had made. Um, yeah, and then did a did a Skype interview. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah, you get past like the written application round, and then you do a Skype interview. Yeah. Um, and then I call got a call one day, and I got very excited. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, <laughs> just jumping for joy and around your like place, you're like yes. <laughs> it was one of those where you hang up the phone, and then yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like the uh, you ever see a little ma- celebration. You ever see the Major League thing? You ever see Major League the movie? With a baseball I don't team. Know. No. Oh, they like there's like the last day of pink slips, and like they're like don't celebrate unless like because the guys are like losing their whole like life not getting into baseball, so don't celebrate in front of them. So like, uh, um, Willie Mays Hayes, who's played by Wesley Snipes' character, doesn't get a pink slip, so he like walks outside to hold his like excitement in. So then you see him dancing outside like the stadium, the practice stadium. <laughs> uh, I I relate to that. Yeah. <laughs> So here's a uh, here's a question because this is the first time having a documentary filmmaker on the on the podcast. What is the documentary filmmaking community out like out in New York? Uh, also, what is the art scene compared to? Here's here's actually let me re- rewind a little bit. What is the art scene and film community scene in New York compared to Pittsburgh? Uh, the documentary scene in New York, Pittsburgh. Um, I think it's just a, a little bit bigger, but. Mm-hmm. Not to say there isn't one in Pittsburgh too. There, yeah. There's definitely um, a vibrant scene there. Um, but I, I, Union Docs brought me to New York, and then I think another reason that I decided to stay rather to go to Pittsburgh was just oh, working opportunities too. It was definitely yeah, um, yeah, more opportunities to to get involved um, that way. And also, I feel like the um, just the amount of um, theaters or art centers yeah. or um, that way too. It was, um, it was a great access to, um, to getting to see either like, you know, more mainstream projects or also a lot of uh, smaller theaters that are showing more kind of like art house uh, slash documentary, kind of experimental documentary, I guess more so. Um, yeah. How often do you go to Chelsea? Oh, um, <laughs> It depends. I used to also, I, I worked with um, this awesome artist named Alison Kobayashi mm-hmm. um, on a project that she was doing called Say Something Bunny. Um, it was kind of like a live experimental theater, but was documentary in nature. Mm-hmm. 
And so I was working with her uh, once a week on that. Um, and so for that, it's in Chelsea. And so for that reason was in Chelsea once a week. Um, but I've, um, as far as like going to see art shows or whatnot, yeah. um, uh, every now and then, maybe like, uh, once every two months or so, um, would definitely like to go more. I do feel like when I was living in Pittsburgh, I was way more involved in the art community. Yeah. And then since moving to New York, I've been focusing more on film and documentary. And I, I still love to go see art shows and kind mm. of, I do find a lot of inspiration of how to approach video work from going to see other forms of art or painting or, yeah. um, other shows of that nature. So I try to go, but it's definitely, yeah, not, not all the time. Just so the listeners know, Chelsea's an area in New York that has a lot of great art and free galleries. So if you're ever in New York, you should go check out the Chelsea section. Highly recommend. Totally. Yes. <laughs> so what is the film, film community or documentary film community like in New York? It is, uh, it's a great community. And I feel like a, a really supportive one. Um, and it's, uh, at least my experience so far has been that, um, it's a big community, but also feels, um, can feel small at the same time, but in a great way of kind of like the, um, kind of feel part of something or feel like you're, um, part of a, a network of other, um, creators. Um, yeah. Um, but really been enjoying it, yeah, getting to, to be a part of it a bit more. Is, is it, uh, what are like other, like what are the strengths? Is there weaknesses to it? Like, is there anything that you make to make it, do you feel like anything that needs to be better in the community as well? Um, I still feel like I'm kind of a little bit, newer in it too mm-hmm. so i don't know um i feel like i might need a little bit more more yeah. time being an active participant <laughs> in it to yeah. to say um but yeah I, I do think there's um at least from my experience so far it seems like there's a lot of different facets in it of um that you could kind of find a particular niche that you're interested in of like uh, i know i keep saying you know interested in the experimental side but there's also yeah. people that you could i think you could really find uh an area for what you're interested to as far as like your bigger community, but you could find, you know, if you're um, interested more in like news journalism side, you could yeah. definitely find um, that area. Um, so at least I think that's a, a strength of it too. So here's a question for you also in New York, like we're, we're talking about Chelsea as being the area for art. Like, is there an area for film? Is that where you're going to find the film community? Like, you know, upper, upper West side, upper East side or Harlem, like, or in Brooklyn, are you gonna find the film? Where are you gonna find the film community all over or just like, a majority goes here. Do you know? <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good question. Um, it, I, you could find it a lot of different places. I know, mm-hmm. like in in the Bronx, there's the the Maisel Documentary Center, um, and then I hope I pronounced that right. I think I did. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, I go to a lot of stuff, kind of in Brooklyn area. Yeah. Um, started going to a, a, a Brooklyn documentary. Um, collective um and there's a um a great small theater in greenpoint called light industry that show um a bunch of different films union mm-hmm. Oxen, uh williamsburg um but yeah you could uh or gctv is a, an awesome like community-based what's, what's gctv um, organization is it just is it um, an actual like site is there an actual tv station or is it you're, you're saying it's a what was it i'm i'm not but i don't don't quote me on any of this, but right. they, they do a lot of screenings is more so how I'm, I'm familiar oh, okay. with them, but they also hold workshops and, um, oh. I believe you, you might be able to hear from them too, but they're, um, I guess kind of similar, um, maybe to union docs in that way too. They've been, they've been around a while. 
um, but kind of uh, involved in production and they do a lot of screenings, um, but are an awesome resource for, um, for creators. Mm. Have you been to the workshops? The workshop? Yeah. No, where's that? No, have you, I mean, workshops in general, because you mentioned workshops. So I was wondering if you've been to any oh, just workshop. I mean, I guess, at BCTV? or just in general, no, like any no, workshops in general, do you? Good question. <laughs> I think more so through um, IFP. Yeah, what's um, IFP? Doing some some workshops. Yeah. What's what's yeah, IFP? Was, uh, independent film project, and they they do both of. They're involved in uh, narrative work and and documentaries. Um, but they uh, they do kind of like a, a pitch session once a year, and we'll do. Um, Blanking out on the name of it, they're kind of like uh, boot, like a week long kind of like boot camp to get oh, ready cool. for pitching a project or developing your your project. So, oh, um, nice. Did that last year. Yeah. What was that experience like? What, did you learn? How much did you, like? What did you get? What was the takeaway? Um, they it, it almost it felt very much like going to school. It felt like a little mini like grad not grad program, but like a little yeah. like dose of it. Um, but it was really helpful to. I think they gave a good perspective from kind of how to market a film or how to sell it and mm-hmm. um, gave that perspective more so of like, you know, how to, um, how someone on the other side of the table is going to view it or, you know, um, to think about it from that perspective. That's great um, knowledge to learn. Uh, like I wish totally. I had, I wish I had that knowledge. <laughs> like I wish there's, Oh, that's, that's wonderful. <laughs> Jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I recommend them. Look into AFP. Yeah, yeah. I'm. Uh, let me fly to New York right now. <laughs> Just fly. <laughs> easy, easy. Uh, you know, nothing, nothing to pay for that plane ticket, right? <laughs> I know. Uh, so, in being in that community, uh, let's talk about New York a little bit too. Like, um, what's it like living there? How do you like living there? Also, oh, I love it. It's um, it's hustle and bustle all the yeah. time. Um, uh, but it's it's really nice. I think it's also like just having the access to, to all that's uh, yeah. available here as far as, you know, um, culture has really been enjoying that. Um, so it's nice kind of, you know, settling, settling into, um, did, did you but, learn yeah, that? Did you learn that New York walk yet? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> my, my boyfriend, uh, joined me here after about a year yeah. and I, I picked up the New York pace of walking very quickly and he was like, slow down. This is ridiculous. But now I think he's at it too. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> you basically go a mile in five minutes <laughs> or less. I'm that annoying like, person. Yeah. yeah. You're just hopping along and just power. Basically it's a power walk. That's what the New York walk is. I believe. Yeah. You kind of get your exercise. In, yeah, yeah, you do. You get your steps in cause you gotta go up the, up and down the steps and then you gotta just walk all over the place. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Once, what was it? One time I went to New York. I walked. Me and my dad walked from uh, Penn Station all the way to the Met and back. That's a that's a good hike. It yeah. was a good hike, but we but you know what? Too it was during um, Thanksgiving or Christmas time when we went, and basically we kind of avoided all the foot traffic of like Fifth Ave, and we kind of went like behind mm-hmm. it, and like it was clear sailing, basically like just flying up ta- up to uh, the Met. <laughs> Totally. I think the nice thing too is like there's so much to see yeah. visually on the streets too. I often find like you you know you be walking far, but you're kind of I don't know absorbed in you know looking around or yeah. in the sights. But it goes quickly too. I oh yeah. I really like that part of living in a city of just you know kind of um, that's, that's walkable or being able to to get around that way or 
yeah, more so than like Arizona is very much so like you get in a car and drive everywhere. Yeah, um, yeah, and, so, and yeah. also people don't understand traffic in the east on the west coast either. Where they're like, oh, I'm in traffic. No, no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. It could be worse. Yeah, it could. It could be totally worse. Trust me. I tell people like you know, there's a New Jersey twenty minutes, and then there's a twenty minutes. Basically, New Jersey twenty minutes is like you'll be there in an hour, and then a new, like mm-hmm. a, if you go like out west in Las Vegas, everything's twenty minutes from each other. So that'd be like a legitly twenty minutes from somewhere. So like you know, mm-hmm. if you're always back home, like twenty minutes going to like someone's house, it'd be like you know, forty five minutes to get there or something like that, like double the time. Because of all the lights. Mm-hmm. And you're like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of time that way, I know. <laughs> all right. Uh, here's a question, too, for you. What is your, like, what is the best place for pizza in New York? <laughs> <laughs> um, best place for pizza in New York. Where do you go? Where, where's, your, where's, your, where's your joint? Well, we really like, uh, <laughs> what was the place by the old apartment? I know, I was thinking, too. I remember what I was saying next to me. He's also a pizza fanatic. Oh, has, um, he won- he, has he watched One Bite, by the way? That place is kind of funny, too. Have we watched what? One Bite? Barstool Sports one, one bite. bite. Is that the? Is that the? No, I'm thinking of like the Bon Appetit series where they go around and they eat all the pizza. But no, there's also the Vice pizza. No, what's no, one no. bite? One bite's from Dave uh, Poitnoy from a uh, Barstool Sports. He goes around to like all these pizza places, and he'll like rate them from like a one to a ten. Basically, it's it's the greatest thing ever. What do they list as their number one? Uh, he no he he just goes he doesn't have like number ones or anything. Like he has a, like legit hardcore reviews of like. Like I, like he's he gives like a seven one or a seven two or eight three. Like it has to be really good pizza, and I think he has a few places <laughs> in Brooklyn. I guess it's on Instagram. You have to follow him to watch his stuff, or it's on YouTube as well too. I'll send you a, a YouTube link to it so you guys know. Um, but yeah, what is the place that you like? Guys like Norbert. That's what it was called. Norbert. I was like, you know, Norbert, which is this like pizza shop on the corner of the Myrtle Broadway. Okay. Stop. Um, in Brooklyn, but it was just kind of like, I don't, I don't even know if they're around anymore. So that's not so fun for the listeners, but, um, it was a funny kind of like anarchist pizza shop. But really? other ones, anarchist I mean, pizza shop? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they made really good pizza though. <laughs> um, but the other one, Joe's is classic. And then a recent one. I Are you talking about Joe's in, um, called. the village? Yeah. Oh, I love Joe. I went there to Joe's, um, it's I love Joe's. It's great. Right? <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Um there's a place in Dumbo called Love and Dough, which I sorry Love and Dough, but it, the name's not great. But there's this pizza that has like spicy sausage and cherries. The cherries oh. are a twist. Oh. Highly recommend it. Oh I will, <laughs> and if I'm in the city I know where to go now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's my dad uh, talks about one in the Bronx. It's called Louis and Ernie's and he swears by it. I'm going to have to try that one. Yes, in the Bronx. I'm all about the pizza adventure. Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, should, you have so much pizza to look up. <laughs> totally. So um, let's, we're going to get to the closing of the podcast very soon. So here's a question for you. Last, last question. Any nuggets or good information you want to give out to the people who are listening to the podcast? Oh. Um, pressure. <laughs> no pressure, actually. It is pressure. I know. I was like, what nuggets of wisdom do I have? No, I feel like... Um, I'd be very interested in just like, I think of, you know, just valuing other creators. And I think it would be very curious to see and hear of like what other people who are tuning into the podcast are working on. Um, and just, I don't know, I feel like it can be, maybe my takeaway or appreciation is that I feel like it's, um, 
uh, with all that life shows at you, sometimes it's hard to have that creative output or to mm-hmm. make things you want to make and just so value the people that uh, take the time to do that and put that work out there. Um, and so appreciate the that work that the hard work that other people do. Um, yeah. As much as I enjoy doing it, I love soaking in what um, other people are doing too. So just, mm. I don't know, maybe to say that it's, it's appreciated. <laughs> your, your creative work and thoughts are appreciated. <laughs> doing it. Yeah. That's, I like it. I like it. I appreciate, I appreciate <laughs> you for appreciating that. <laughs> Not so much a, a nugget of wisdom, but yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I get it. gratitude. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you know what? It doesn't have to be a nugget. It'd be like a longer sentence also. So, I mean, I get, I get it. I get what you're putting down and I, I appreciate it. <laughs> So, um, is there any social media that you want the people to follow you at or anything of that nature? Do you have it? Like, if you want to give it away, you don't have to. Um, do you have a gram? Do you have a Twitter? Whatever it is. I, I, I do have an Instagram. I really am only on Instagram and 2020 will hopefully be a more active Instagram year, but well, it's, this will be uh, released in post 2020. So this will be actually, hold on because you're in the okay, long so queue of people. Up to it. <laughs> what was okay. that? So you have, uh, you have to like. I, uh, what was it? I think April, uh, April 22nd, I believe, or April 29th is your episode. I can't remember off the top of my head. Yo, if you're on April 22nd, right, it's so Earth Day. So very important day. A very, yeah. <laughs> I, that's, that's a fortuitous day. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just Sarah Keeling on Instagram. I think it's F underscore Keeling. Okay. You want to spell that out for the people, by the way? <laughs> sure. Uh, S <laughs> underscore K-E-E-L-I-N-G. Boom. There you go, everyone. That's Instagram, so follow her. That's also my cousin. My cousin, first cousin once removed, so you better follow her. <laughs> but thank you, Sarah, by the way. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me on. Oh, my and God. for also all your help uh, with the all things video, too. Oh, I, I, I try. I, I Hopefully, I'm giving out good information to you, so I always get nervous. I'm like, I hope it's good after I call you. <laughs> I'm like, after like we talk. No, about- you're... It's always great. Okay, <laughs> really good. Phew, I just wiped like some sweat off my brow because of that. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> so thank you, Sarah. And thank you guys again for listening. And remember to, to subscribe to the podcast. We're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. Also, we have a Patreon page, like I said, in the beginning of the show. Um, so we want you to be a part of that. And if you're not, thank you anyway for listening. It's it's a pleasure to have people listen and to, you know, really get the word out of the show. It's uh, So hopefully you guys are doing that for me, which is wonderful. And I want to thank everyone personally if I could. Um, I got great plans also. So if you are a Patreon member, I remember I always say this every podcast. I have great plans for the future of this podcast, which is like a live, live episode. So I want to have live episodes with people, um, you know, and other fun things as well I have down the pipe. Um, so basically I can only do it with you guys and you know, you are my hashtag frame chasers, which is the official hashtag of the podcast hashtag frame chasers. Sarah's definitely a hashtag frame chaser because she is chasing those frames all the time. And then, uh, thank you again, guys. And have a great day. Have a great week. Have a great month. Have a great year. We'll catch you next time. Hopefully on chasing the frame. Peace out. <laughs>